Hey there, welcome back to a new episode of the Liberators Network podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Christian Verwijs and I'm one of the two Liberators. And in this episode, we're going to share another part of our upcoming book, The Zombie Scrum Survival Guide. In this episode, we're going to look at how the efficiency mindset leads to zombie scrum. The Scrum Framework was developed by Ken Schwaber and Jeff Sutherland in the 1990s and first formalized in 1995 to address the inherent complexity of product and software development. More recently, the Scrum Framework is being applied successfully to complex problems in a wide variety of domains like marketing, organizational change and scientific research. The Scrum Framework is built on three pillars that allow empirical control. The first pillar is transparency. This is where you gather data, like metrics, feedback on your increments and other experiences of what it was like to build that increment, to find out what is going on. The second pillar is inspection. So here you inspect the data you've collected, the things you've made transparent, with everyone involved, and decide what that means for your ambitions and work together. And finally, there is adaptation, where you make changes based on the inspection that you hope will bring you and the people that have a stake in their product closer to the ambitions. This cycle of transparency, inspection and adaptation repeats as frequently as necessary to catch deviations, unexpected discoveries and potential opportunities that emerge as the work is done. It happens not once a year or when the product is completed, but continuously on a daily, weekly and or monthly basis. So rather than basing our decisions on risky assumptions about potential futures that will probably never unfold, we're making instead decisions based on the data we've collected up to this point. This is empiricism. Everything in the Scrum framework is designed around these three pillars and empirical process control that it enables. What is made possible by the Scrum Framework? The empirical approach that the Scrum Framework offers becomes tremendously useful when you accept that you don't know and can control everything. Because of that, your understanding of what is necessary will change. You will make mistakes and new and valuable insights will emerge that you never considered initially. Instead of making a precise plan up front and then sticking to it no matter what, you can treat your ideas as assumptions or hypotheses that you validate through working with the Scrum Framework. The Scrum Framework allows you to learn whether you're off track and need to make adjustments much sooner than when you're simply following a plan. Instead of going all in on one solution, you're now able to tackle the biggest risk you're facing first. This is especially important when you're operating in an uncertain and changing environment. Assumptions you may have had at the beginning may have been absolutely correct at that time, but while you're developing your product, the context may shift, so much that your whole approach flies out the window. Instead of catastrophic failure at the end of a long project, an empirical approach reduces that to a minor speed bump that requires you to correct the course a little bit. So if anything, the Scrum Framework reduces the risk of inherent unpredictability and uncertainty of complex adaptive problems. It allows you to continuously verify that you're still doing the right thing and moving in the right direction. Even better is that you now have a process that actively encourages the discovery of even better ideas and to include those in shaping the next steps. Now uncertainty actually becomes an asset because of all the underlying possibilities that it allows. 
Zombie Scrum and the Efficiency Mindset. So we've been talking for quite a while now about the Scrum framework. So where does Zombie Scrum connect to all this? One clear theme we and many others have found is that people use the Scrum framework for the wrong reasons. When you ask people in a Zombie Scrum organization what they are hoping to get out of Scrum, you'll hear things like more speed, more output, more efficiency, or more brains. That's very different from the actual meaning of the word agile. It's also very different from what the Scrum framework is designed for. So where does this contradiction come from? The traditional ways of managing organizations and product development in general are designed to achieve the opposite of agility. This mental model is often called the efficiency mindset, and we'll use it as a shorthand. A full history of the efficiency mindset is beyond the scope of this episode, but suffice it to say that its aim is to reduce uncertainty as much as possible, to increase predictability and drive and focus on efficiency. The efficiency mindset usually manifests in detailed plans for upcoming work, a high degree of standardization of work through protocols and procedures. There's also a high degree of task specialization and measuring efficiency, like units of work per day, the number of errors that are raised. The efficiency mindset can certainly work in environments where work is fairly repetitive and simple, like assembly lines or certain administrative work. But it certainly doesn't work in environments where people deal with complex adaptive problems that are inherently unpredictable and uncertain. And yet, the mental model of the efficiency mindset is so ingrained that it's effectively invisible. It has become the truth that we obviously don't need to discuss. This mindset completely shapes the way we design organizations, structure interactions and build our culture. When you look at the Scrum framework from this perspective, it makes sense that people try to understand it in terms of how it impacts efficiency, speed and output, only to be disappointed when Scrum doesn't seem to do that. In a very broad sense, the Scrum framework is more concerned with being effective than being efficient. Where efficiency is about getting as much work done as possible, the output, effectiveness is about the value and usefulness of that work, the outcome. Although it is entirely possible that efficiency improves as a result of working with Scrum, it is neither a promise nor a goal of Scrum. In environments that are rife with zombie Scrum, the efficiency mindset is often so strong that people only see the structural elements of the Scrum framework. They see the roles, the events and the artifacts, but they don't see nor appreciate the value of the empirical process underneath. And that is why Zombie Scrum only looks like Scrum from a distance, but without the beating heart of empiricism. Diagnose your Scrum team. Now you may be curious how your Scrum team is doing when it comes to Scrum or Zombie Scrum. You can go to our free and anonymous online tool at survey.zombiescrum.org to see how your team is doing. You can fill in the survey yourself and then invite other members of your team to see if they feel the same way. As I said, it's completely free and as anonymous as you want. And at the end of filling in the survey, you'll receive a detailed profile, both with scores and results, but also with feedback based on your scores and compared to other teams. And that may help you improve, which is ultimately why the tool exists. Let's move to some closing thoughts. In this episode, we explored how the efficiency mindset can easily lead to zombie scrum. 
The efficiency mindset is all about working as fast as possible. It's about velocity, it's about speed, it's about getting as much work done as possible. The Scrum framework is not about efficiency, it's about effectiveness, about delivering something that's actually valuable and useful to your stakeholders and to the organization that you're a part of. So if you work with Scrum, you shouldn't expect efficiency to increase and focusing on that can only create zombie Scrum. It's possible that efficiency increases by working with Scrum, but it's more important that the work that you're doing is more valuable and more useful to the people that you're doing it for and not just as much as you possibly can pull off within the scope of a sprint. So if you want to start recovering from zombie scrum, one area to look is to what degree you're working from an efficiency mindset and trying to dismantle that together. Start focusing more on the value of the work that you're doing instead of how much work you're actually doing. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you learned something new about the efficiency mindset and how it can easily create zombie scrum. I also hope that you liked the episode enough to consider purchasing a copy of our upcoming book, The Zombie Scrum Survival Guide. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and we'll send you a notification when the book actually becomes available for purchase. Barry, Johannes and I have done a lot of work to include 40 plus practical hands-on experiments to start recovering from Zombie Scrum. And we've also spent a lot of time analyzing what's actually behind Zombie Scrum. So we list a lot of the cases, a lot of the symptoms that you may notice that may tell you that something is going on. But then there's also all the practical experiments to start recovering from zombie scrum. And based on the feedback from our large group of reviewers, we know that the book is very useful and relevant to many scrum teams out there. So we hope that you consider buying a copy and more importantly, that you can actually start recovering from zombie scrum if you find it in your organization or your scrum team. Having said all that, I really want to thank you for listening to today's episode, and I hope to see you again for the next episode. Take care. See you next time. Bye.